Hello, hello, and welcome to the 21st episode of From Impossible to Inevitable. I am your host, Megan Bauer. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I really appreciate your subscriptions, your likes, your shares, your comments. Um, it all means so much to me. And just so you know, if you are listening on a podcast platform, there is a YouTube version where you can watch me in all my sparkly shirt glory today. And the link to that is in the show notes. And of course, if you're on YouTube, um, you can listen to, just listen to me if my sparkly shirt is a little too much with my new light. Um, so last episode on our 20th episode, which by the way, kind of crazy to me that we've had 20 episodes and that I have been consistent in this endeavor. I'm really excited about that. I'm really kind of proud of myself about that too. <laughs> um, so in our 20th episode, I shared three things I've learned from my three-year-old and that's a fantastic episode. Go listen to it. Um, today, I want to share three things that I've learned from my nine-year-old. And um, we've gotten a little bit farther from the magic of being three. <laughs> and she has, she is her own person, which just, it makes sense because like I'm my own person from my parents and everything like that. But it's just so weird to watch her be her own person. Like I birthed this human and she came with her own set of you know, likes and dislikes and superpowers and all of this. And it's, it's been really amazing and quite an honor to watch her grow up. Um, and she's turning into a beautiful young lady very quickly. Um, and so it's kind of unreal that she's nine. It's unreal that she's nine. Um, but I have, of course, learned from her all along the way as well. Um, the first thing that I thought of as I put my mind to this task was to honor your preferences. B has really strong preferences about things that I necessarily don't feel like matter or care about. Like if she has chicken and mashed potatoes on her plate, she wants a fork for her chicken and a spoon for her mashed potatoes. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just one more thing to wash and whatever. Like, can you just use a fork for both? Like, please. And she's gotten to the point where she doesn't ask as much anymore um, if she can have both. but. She honors her preferences by speaking them. I would really prefer this. She is an avid dress wearer. Pretty much any occasion, she is wearing a dress. Um, going bike riding, going on a hike, doesn't matter what it is. She wants a dress and she just wears dresses and she'll wear leggings or pants underneath or shorts underneath or whatever. So it's not even about that, but it's just about the dress. Like she must wear a dress. Um, and that is a very strong preference that she has. And it's so strong that we don't typically buy her anything other than dresses because they won't be worn. They just won't be. 
and it doesn't matter how cute it is or how sparkly it is or whatever it will not be worn <laughs> and so she has really honored her preferences in a lot of ways and a lot of times as adults we don't honor our preferences we just kind of go with the flow of whatever everybody else wants or whatever the strongest personality in the room wants um, and we don't honor our preferences you know an example of this is if somebody's taking you out to dinner and they're like it's on me order whatever you want and you look if you look for the cheapest thing on the menu or temper your what you really want based on the price you're not honoring your preferences even if it's a couple bucks less than what you really want you'll go for that option um, so there's a lot of different ways that we don't honor our preferences and even the small things about what to eat. Uh, we had something on our meal plan a couple of weeks ago. It just didn't sound good to me. Like it just, I just did not want it. And that day I was just like, I just don't want this. This just doesn't even appeal to me right now. And it was no big deal. Jake didn't care. He's like, okay, pick something else. Like whatever. And um, nobody else cared, but I cared. <laughs> And it it changed my dinner experience that night because I didn't have to eat something that really didn't sound good to me, even though I've had it a bajillion times before. Um, and so there's little ways that we can train ourselves to honor our preferences, what we really want, and not temper it or rein it in based on who we are with or where we are or what the circumstances are. Um, B really doesn't temper her preferences depending on who we're with, where we are, what the circumstances are. This is what she would prefer. This is what she wants. She's going to make it known. And sometimes we wish she wouldn't, <laughs> but she does. And so we always know her preference. And sometimes we know her preference over and over and over again. She has nine. And... I don't want her to lose that either because it takes a lot to relearn it. It takes a lot to allow yourself the permission to honor your preferences again once you have really released your preferences to those around you or to the circumstances that you're in. Okay, kind of going hand in hand with that a little bit is Berlin is very good at sharing her ideas. This comes across a lot of ways when she's trying to problem solve to get something that she wants or when um, when she and Kenna are playing and she's like, no, you say this or you do this or you go over there and she's kind of directing and managing the whole situation. Um, she's got these ideas on how things should be or the best way to do them and she shares them. Sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we don't share our ideas. We feel like, oh, well, you know, this person, this the strongest personality in the room automatically has the best ideas. And so we just go with that because it's easier or whatever. And we just let our ideas go. Um, and it's worth it to share them. Um, I am in a sort of a, a church leadership position and there have been a lot of times where things have just made sense to me in a particular way and I'm not the top 
person in the group, which is fine. I don't care. Um, and instead of just going along with others' ideas, I'll just voice it. I, I'll just throw it on the table and they can dismiss it or they can think, you know, they can choose. It doesn't matter to me. I There's no ego involved with that. Um, thankfully, a lot of times there are egos involved where it's just like, if my idea isn't chosen, then I'm crap. And that's not true. Um, but if you throw it on the table, then it's out there. And then it's like, okay, well, this is either going to help or, or we're not going to be any, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not going to be any worse off. And there's been a lot of times where it's been felt like, oh, that's a fantastic idea. Let's go run with that. So don't discount your ideas. Just because you thought of them doesn't make them any less valuable. Share your ideas, throw it out there on the table, remove the ego, remove the pride, detach yourself, and see where it goes. See where it goes. Um, we get really attached to our ideas. And instead, it's just an idea it can be built upon, it can be subtracted from, it can be made better, it can improve. Those situations, that's true no matter what the idea is, no matter what the circumstance or the situation is. So go ahead and share your ideas. Whether, I mean, if you're in a position where you just bursting out with an idea is not appropriate, then ask, may I, I have an idea, may I share it? And you'll get a yes or a no, and then just throw it out there. Okay, so the last thing um, that I have learned from Berlin is if you're good at something or you're working on something, don't be shy to share it. Don't be shy to show people. B is in, B is in gymnastics and anytime we FaceTime grandparents or whatever, she has to show handstands or round-offs or cartwheels or whatever it is that she's working on, her flips or whatever she wants to show. Her friends, her grandparents, anybody, anybody who comes over, if you come over, she will want to show you something because she's really proud of herself. Even if she doesn't get her handstand quite right or her cartwheel quite right, she's working on it and she's not ashamed of where she is right now in her progress. She's very proud of where she is right now in her progress because she remembers when she wasn't good at cartwheels or handstands, she couldn't manage it even a little bit. And now she can, and she's very proud of that. And we get so caught up in trying to appear like we've got it all under control, we've got it all perfect, You've got it all figured out that we won't show anyone anything until it's perfect or as perfect as we think we can get it. And so oftentimes we don't show at all. We don't ever get there. Uh, but there's so much goodness in that journey. Like there's, there's so much goodness in that journey. And we miss out on appreciating our own hard work and what we've accomplished. We, we miss out on that if we don't allow ourselves to be proud of it. Does that make sense? I was, you know, remarking to Jake a couple of days ago, maybe, you know, just like, I'm really proud of myself for sticking to the podcast. Like there have been weeks where it's just been easy. The kids are at school. 
I have the time, I have the ideas, it's easy. And there have been weeks where the kids are not at school or there's a break or we have a trip coming up so I have to do a bunch of episodes or whatever, I don't have any ideas or whatever it is and I really have to push through the resistance. I really have to push through and problem solve and figure it out and find a block of time that I can squeeze it in or find an idea that I feel like I can run with and just do it anyway. And this podcast has been far from perfect, far from perfect. I don't have the perfect backdrop. I don't have the perfect equipment. For several weeks, I didn't have a great light um, because the other one almost set my house on fire. You'll have to go back to whatever episode that was that I told that story. Um, and I've just kept going. I've just kept going because this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> and the presentation doesn't diminish the message. And for those who are so wrapped up in the presentation of it, that they can't get to the message, which I I totally understand. There are some podcasts that I cannot stand because I can't stand the theme music in the background or this or that or whatever. Like, I get that. It's not going to be for everyone. That's fine. But the messages are still valuable. And there will there are those of you... <laughs> That despite all of the lack of grandeur on the outside, are still finding gems to implement in your life, to improve your life, to move you forward on the path that you are on, the path that you want. And that is more important than me spending half a year trying to figure out the perfect setup, the perfect background, the perfect this, that, whatever, when I actually chose to spend that half a year creating the content, creating the messages that could make a real impact right now. And I'll eventually get to a great backdrop and a great setup and all of this. I'm not worried about it. That will come. But right now, I'm really excited and really proud to share what I've accomplished in getting this far. A lot of podcasts don't get to 21 episodes. Consistently, I might add every Friday. <laughs> um, my dear Jake started a podcast that's doing great despite his lack of putting work out there for a couple of years. He has five episodes and they've they've done really well, even though he's hasn't done anything else since that fifth one. And there are so many podcasts that don't make it past whatever. And I'm sure Jake will return to it. He started it when he was unemployed and now he has a job and we're busy people. Um and he's he's busy. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And at the same time, I'm really proud of myself for having gotten this far. Anyways, we get shy about our accomplishments. We get shy that we're actually working on something. We're in the middle of 
we're in the messy middle, as they say sometimes, artists say sometimes, um, in the middle of work. This is the messy middle. It's not the beginning. We're certainly not at the end. It looks a little like a disaster, but I'm in the middle. And we get shy about that messy middle because we want to be perfect. We want, we want to present the best. And there's a lot of goodness in the messy middle. And there's a lot of um, connection in the messy middle. And anyway, Berlin is really good at that. She will share. She's not afraid to show what she is working on, what she has accomplished. Her messy middle is beautiful to her. And it, so it becomes beautiful to the rest of us. And if you can appreciate your messy middle, other people will find that they can also appreciate your messy middle. And sometimes we appreciate the messy middle more of other people, of other people, more than we appreciate the end product because we can relate to the messy middle so much better and it means so much more. That's what I've got for you today. I've got a fun episode for you next week that I haven't recorded yet, but it's already germinating in my mind and it'll be fun. Um, so I'm excited for that. So tune in next week. Um, and yeah, that's what I've got. I wish you the best day and of course all the sparkly things. Bye.